section thirty sixth of the united states this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the world's story volume thirteen the united states edited by eva march tappan section thirty six how winfield scott rescued the irishman by james barnes in eighteen twelve general scott then a young lieutenant-colonel of twenty-six years was taken prisoner by the british at the battle of queenstown the editor scott was in the cabin of the transport when he heard a loud voice demanding admission from the sentry at the cabin door and insisting upon the right to see him this the sentry vigorously denied scott hastened to the sentry's side and there found one of his own men much excited with some difficulty he quieted him and found out what was the matter they're sorting out every man who's got a bit of a brogue sir cried the soldier who showed a trace of his ancestry in his speech and they are going to send them over the seas to be tried for high treason there's young tom mcculloch who the same as myself was born in norfolk and mccurdy who was born in new york and they declare that all will be hanged for fighting against the king now it happened that there were a number of irishmen who were actually born in ireland but had emigrated to america and had enlisted in the american ranks there were even among the non-commissioned officers a few hardy old veterans of the revolution who could claim the emerald isle as the place of their birth scott saw that his presence on deck was at once necessary he was placed under no restraint on board the vessel and so brushing by the sentry in two leaps he was up the ladder and stood on the quarter-deck there he saw the prisoners numbering over two hundred standing under a guard of marines in the waist an officer was calling their names from a list in his hand twenty-three men had already been separated from the others and stood to one side with forlorn and disconsolate looks they had already been told off as prisoners to be detained and sent to england for trial scott stood out on the deck before them the officer looked up from the paper he was reading well sir he asked what can i do for you you can explain scott replied the reason for this discrimination i was led to understand that all of the men placed aboard this vessel were to be sent to the united states for exchange there are some traders here the officer replied subjects of his majesty who have been taken in arms against him and we are led to believe that there are also not a few deserters from our service we have a right to investigate i deny that right sir scott replied a man who enlists in the army of the united states and fights as provided under the constitution becomes a citizen and is entitled to all privileges and protection and i warn you sir that the interests of every man shall be looked after you forget your position sir replied the officer hotly you're a prisoner and i order you below to the cabin 
i am on my parole scott thundered and you can send me to my cabin by the use of force only for i decline to go it is my privilege to look after the personal safety of my men the officer waved his hand toward the twenty-three disconsolate ones who stood lined up against the bulwarks this is my answer he replied these irish renegades are traitors and will be tried as such any more of their ilk will suffer the same fate thomas mcnulty he read in a loud voice from the list he had in his hand scott now turned to the americans if there is a man named mcnulty among you he said i order him not to step forward and as your commanding officer i order not one of you to reply to a question addressed to you by any british officer aboard this ship in any manner whatever they cannot force you to speak therefore keep silent the men looked at their tall leader with hope mingled with admiration had he said the word unarmed as they were they would have thrown themselves upon the marine guard that at a whispered order from a young red-coated lieutenant had brought their pieces to the ready i know my rights i tell you scott added and though a prisoner they still exist let these men be returned as they were before no replied the officer these we are sure of twenty-three traitors who will suffer traitors fates turning to the officer of the guard he ordered that the unfortunate men collected should be taken off in the long-boat waiting alongside and put on shore to be transferred to another ship scott's anger was now beyond all bounds stretching himself to his full height he pointed to the poor fellows that were being hustled toward the gangway observe you this he said for every one of those men an englishman will be set apart to abide the sentence placed upon them my country does not forget those who serve her in time of need then walking over to where the prisoners were he swept through the marines and grasped some of his men by their extended hands good-bye my lads he said don't fear keep up your courage no harm shall come to you with that he turned and acknowledging the salute of his own men who stood at attention with their fingers to their cap brims he went below in a few minutes the ship was under way it is a peculiar characteristic of the good officer and natural soldier that his men are always his first thought over and above all else should be their interest and welfare and let private soldiers once understand that this is the case and duty is exalted to almost a religion affection and a desire to serve take the place of instilled obedience self-sacrifice becomes a pleasure a handful of men animated by this spirit will fight harder than thrice their number without it scott always had this peculiar gift he would call upon men for almost superhuman endeavor and under his leadership they never failed to respond as soon as he reached boston scott went on to washington and in a short time was exchanged he drew up a report of the occurrence on board the cartel and informed the secretary of war of the matter and this very same day a report was presented to congress and immediately a passage of an act of retaliation followed this was on march three eighteen thirteen scott never allowed himself to forget and never lost sight of the unfortunate irishmen in the latter part of may at the capture of fort george where many prisoners were taken he picked out twenty-three as hostages to receive the same punishment that should be meted out to his own brave soldiers much unnecessary suffering followed perhaps for the english retaliated but scott's prompt redemption of his promise saved his irish troops a strange sequel to this occurrence took place two years afterward when he was on leave of absence and recovering from his wounds he was passing one of the piers 
on the east river new york city when suddenly he heard the sound of loud cheering stopping for an instant he found himself surrounded by a lot of excited men some of whom rushed forward endeavoring to take his hand or even to touch him they were the same twenty-three who had just that moment been landed after their long imprisonment they almost crushed their still weak and wounded general in their arms so great was their enthusiasm and gratitude it might be mentioned that he wrote to the department at washington on their behalf claiming full pay for their services during the time of their imprisonment and soliciting patents for land bounty both petitions it is pleasing to record were granted end of section thirty six this recording is in the public domain